you will hear of wars and rumors of wars, but see to it that you are not alarmed. Such things must happen, but the end is still to come. Nation will rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom. There will be famines and earthquakes in various places. All these are the beginning of birth pains. Then you will be handed over to be persecuted and put to death, and you will be hated by all nations because of me. What you are about to hear is real. The prophets wrote of a time when the signs of the end would be seen. This is where Bible prophecy and current events collide. This is Unsealed. All right, my friends, welcome back to Unsealed. This is Unsealed, the show where Bible prophecy and current events collide. Uh, I'm Christopher Manti, your host for the very, very short evening. Uh, <clears throat> we love you so much. Thank you for participating. If you've missed any episode, we've been doing this now since eh, March. Yes, right after COVID uh, struck the land and was sweeping over America, at least, and the world. Uh, we did on uh, March 27th, I'm looking. Right now, it was the premiere episode, so please go to unsealedpodcast.com to get all of the previous episodes that we've had, and we try to keep it short and sweet within about 30 minutes. Um, we've gone over all the seven seals. We've gone over Daniel chapter 12, chapter 8, Ezekiel, um, 70 weeks, uh, why Saudi Arabia is important, where the Antichrist will come from, being a watchman, idolatry in the church. Jesus is not eminent. That means his return cannot be today. The Antichrist cannot be today. The peace deal with Israel, 9-11, the Beast Empire, all kinds of stuff. Jacob's Refuge, preaching the gospel to Muslims, and great deception that's coming that risks. We're all at risk. There's a good summary of the program um, of the last eight months or so. Now it is the end of November. 2020, the year we will never forget. And perhaps um, a year that we'll see normal pretty soon. Uh, am I... Oops. I hope I didn't mute myself. Um, if you can't hear me, if you, if you see me speaking or whatever... Uh, but I think we're okay. Let me give me a thumbs up if you can hear me okay. We're simulcasting as always on the video side as well on Facebook and YouTube and Twitter. So hello. Uh, let me know you're there. If you are where you're from, if you have any question, comment, or concern, good evening to you, Cameron. Thank you, sir. And um, yeah, 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 interesting time. So assuming we're all good on the technical side. Oh, okay. Thank you, thank you much. Much obliged, sister. <clears throat> yes, just like the Lord, I came back. Well, he didn't come back yet. But he will. Okay. Praise God. Um, Daniel 7. Daniel 7 is um, a chapter that or a prophecy that um, 
obviously the prophet Daniel had many, many years ago, 2,500 years ago, or thereabouts, 2,300. And, um, and yet, it's still in our view. It's still future to us. How do we know that? Well, for sure, because we think Revelation 13 is future to us, right? So, well, we know that. And there's a, a real good reason why that is, and why um, the beast that we're looking for, um, not the United Nations or the global reset or whatever else phrase is being bandied about right now we're looking for a caliphate it's an islamic kingdom that is being resurrected and that's the truth um so why is it that it references daniel 7 why is it looking back into history if it is history uh, to tell us it is coming because the uh, final kingdom that is coming, that will persecute the saints, that will defeat the saints, that will basically defeat Israel, um, is made up of these beast kingdoms called the lion, bear, and leopard. And I don't know, I mean, only the most staunch, you know, rock-ribbed preterist would dare to say that that's in the past, that beast that rises from the sea, the great sea, the Mediterranean area, um, and persecutes God's people, and ends with the return of Jesus, um, only a crazy preterist would say that that's in the past. So we must look forward. Right? Right. Easy. Let's take a look at Daniel chapter 7. And um, for those of you watching on video, you are going to have a bonus here because you're going to look at it as well, which is always fun. And so let's take a look at Daniel chapter 7 and why it matters so darn much. All right. Oops, I don't want that place. <laughs> I want to get a good visual for the folks. And now, obviously, the setup is that Daniel, obviously, has had, he's a prophet. He's had many visions in the land of Babylon. Um, and in chapter 6, we've seen that the kingdom of Babylon has been overthrown, even in his day, by the Persians, by the Iranians, okay, of the time. And so now he's under Persian leadership, but uh, Daniel 7 is quite a different scenario, and it really rolls right into um, what he sees in chapter 8 as well. But let's look at 7. All right. In the first year of Belshazzar, king of Babylon, so this is uh, Nebuchadnezzar's son, are okay here we go daniel had a dream and visions of his head while on his bed he then wrote down the dream telling the main facts 
Daniel spoke, saying, I saw in my vision by night, behold, the four winds of heaven were stirring up the great sea. We can't gloss over that, number one, because the four winds of heaven are are mentioned in many places, in Jeremiah, in Ezekiel, in Revelation, um, Revelation 7, as they blow before, this is a sign of the trumpets blowing. This is a um, this is a motif. Okay, it's a it's a it's a symbol that ties different scriptures together to tell you that it's not in the past, but it's in the future. So when these four winds blow, this is it. And what's the great sea? Why were they stirring up the great sea? Well, just like Revelation thirteen, the great sea is the sea where the beast rises from. Now. We can debate whether that's the Mediterranean or not. I think it's obvious that it is because Genesis calls it that. But be that as it may, this clearly is what Revelation is talking about. So the four winds are stirring up the sea, and out from the sea, four great beasts came out, each different from the other. In other words, they look different. First was like a lion. It had eagle's wings, a washel, its wings were plucked off, and it was lifted up from the earth and made to stand on two feet like a man, and a man's heart was given to it. Beast number one, animal number one that comes up from this area is a lion. This, and I'm going to actually address a question that came in before this with this answer. Um, the question is, do you believe the U.S. is the eagle's wings of Daniel 7-4 and the lion being Great Britain? No. Simply because the Great Sea is not the Atlantic Ocean. <laughs> it's it's Israel-centric. So the kingdom... And by the way, Daniel the prophet, whether it's in chapter 2, whether it's in chapters um, 5 and 6, or 7, or 8, or 9, or 10, or 11, or 12, the same kingdoms keep getting mentioned. Now, sometimes they have different symbolic uh, names, like the lion, like the head of gold, like, okay? Or the next one we'll see, like a bear, or also the ram, who is also the silver chest, who is, okay? But no, this is the land of Babylon. The lion with eagle's wings is the land of Babylon. That never changes. It's not the United States. It's not Great Britain. It's not any other nation. It's got to be the same place. It's just the time that's in in dispute. Or we need to think on or pray on, get revealed. Okay? When is this talking about? When was it that it had eagle's wings and the wings were removed And then the lion was made to stand up like a man, and a man's heart was given to it. It had a heart transplant. This is all very interesting to dive into, but the point is, it's Middle Eastern, it's near Israel, and it's at the time of the end. And suddenly another beast, so that happened first. It's not just that there are four creatures, four animals that emerged from the sea, it's that they emerged in an order. TC says, I disagree, it's modern. It is modern nations, but it's not outside of the geography of the Bible. The modern nations are there today, but they're not in the West. They're the same places they were always were. 
Another beast, a second like a bear, it was raised up on one side, it had three ribs in its mouth between its teeth, and they said thus to it, Arise and devour much flesh. So that's interesting. That's an end-time kingdom as well. And that's a second one to come out. After the lion happens, the bear happens. And it has a, a different set of... Um, it looks... It, it is different. It doesn't just appear different. It behaves differently. So it is very aggressive. Whereas the lion looks mean and sounds mean... And by the right, in Revelation 13, we say he has a mouth of a lion, so the mouth is the key component. He's a big mouth. But now the bear has a feet in Revelation 13. So this bear does the movement. He actually, he actually makes the story proceed, all right, into some, some inexorable conclusion. Um, and it's, it's a devouring animal. Oops. Sorry, video people. I was one verse off. Three ribs in its mouth. We're not going to get into all that, but we've talked about it before, and we will again, I'm sure. Arise and devour much flesh. So that is the second kingdom in the end times that comes out of the Mediterranean Sea area. The third one that happens after the bear is the Leopard. After this, I looked, there was another like a leopard which had on its back four wings of a bird. The beast also had four heads, and dominion was given to it. That's geographic dominion. That's uh, a big, big physical kingdom. And we learn from chapter 8 that this is gained through warfare with the Persian Empire, or the bear. Again, this uh, the, the same... Uh, kingdoms are being talked about. They are called different things today. When you say modern nations, for example, yes, it's not called Babylon anymore. It's called Iraq and Syria. It's not called um, Persia anymore. It's called Iran. It's not called Yavon anymore. It's called Turkey. And what's Yavon? Well, that's this one. The beast with four heads and great dominion and four wings. Why four? Because, it's, again, if we read the storyline... More details of it in chapter 8 and chapter 11 in the book of Daniel. It's not talking about different things. It's talking about the same thing. When its kingdom was divided up into four pieces, this is not historical. And there's many great works that have been done. Well, not many. Some great works that have been done on this by respected teachers, okay? And it, there's just no um, unanimity from the ancient sources about how can this be in the past? Because there is no demonstrable um, four kingdoms that came from Alexander the Great. Four generals didn't happen. It's a shadow. It's a type. It's an anti. Uh, uh, it's just a type and a sh and a shadow. Okay, it's a forerunner, possibly. Okay, but it's not exact. But God doesn't do things unexact. Yeah, and I've heard this, this again. This this is this is no. The bear is not Russia. The turkey. Um, the leopard is not Germany. You can't just put, this is a teaching by a ministry that's very specific, and God bless them, and they they just lost a, their leader. But it's not true. It's not biblical to put in nations that are not in the Mediterranean area. You can't say it has to do with the Great Sea, and all of a sudden Russia shows up, or the United States, or Great Britain, or Germany. This is silly. Okay, this is the Western mindset trying to rip it out of the Bible and put our own spin on it. It's not happening okay don't don't engage
It's just it's just not true. Okay, you're not evil for thinking it or ever or believing it. It's just not right. It's not Bible. Okay, you're taking other things and putting it on top of it. Just read it for what it says. You can't say everything else in Daniel is talking about Middle Eastern kingdoms, but in chapter seven it's not. Well, clearly it is. It has to. And so this is the dominion, the one with the great dominion, the Turkish state called the Avon, where that comes out in chapter 8, that's the revelation, is that is the kingdom that um, conquers and engulfs a great, great peri- um, portion of land. Okay, great geography, which is what we would call Iran, Turkey, Iraq, Syria, maybe even Saudi Arabia. All that's going to belong to one nation. And it's going to be divvied up. So the power is uh, among four different areas. And from the northern part of that area is where we get the Antichrist. It's all very geographical, guys, in this way, okay? It's not that hard. After this, I saw the night visions. Behold, a fourth beast, dreadful, a terrible, exceedingly strong, and had huge iron teeth, devouring, breaking in pieces, trampling with the residue of its feet, it was different from all the beasts who were before it. It had ten horns. This is Revelation 13 when it's combining all the animals together, where it has the body of the leopard because it, it engulfs this great geographical area. It had the feet of the bear because this is what moves and motivates the uh, the kingdom itself and the mouth of the lion because it's a big mouth and it, this is where it speaks from. But it's all geographic also. It encompasses all these lands of Iran, Iraq, Syria, Turkey, uh, Saudi, okay, the Arabian area, Egypt, okay, Northern Africa, all those combined in one country, one super caliphate, that's what we would call the beast. And that's just so happens, not just so happens, God planned it all. This is the kingdom that has come back, okay? There's no Roman Empire coming back. This Islamic Empire is coming back. And it's so obvious. There is no other alternative. In the real world. So let's let's just accept it. As 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 different as it might be to our current understanding, that's all right. Alright, so that's the fourth one. And what happens when they have the ten horns? That means the ten kings. That's Revelation also, right? The ten kings give their authority to this one for one hour. That is to fight Israel. The one is the little horn. That is the one that makes the deal with Israel, the seven-year covenant, and that breaks it halfway through. That is the Antichrist. That's why he can't come tomorrow. Because all these things must come together first. And yes, it's all Middle Eastern. I'm sorry, Westerners. It has nothing to do with you. Or your countries. It's, it's apart from that. Satan doesn't really care about the United States or Great Britain or Germany. Unless he can kill some Jews. Right? He wants to go for the jugular. Jerusalem. That's always been, it's called the, the ancient hatred. It's always been about Israel, always. Because God chose them. So Satan hates them. And all the plans, both positive and negative, are around that nation. Not Russia, Germany, the United States, or Great Britain, or any other, don't mean to pick on you there, but anywhere else, China, Australia, none of those play into it, guys. Because they're not mentioned. And it's easy for me. If it's not mentioned in the Bible, I don't mention it. 
you can't go wrong there. I was considering the horns, and there was another horn, a little one, coming up among them. That's the little horn that comes after the ten horns. So don't look for the little horn before the ten. If you can tell me, yes, these are the ten horns. These ten kings have risen and have come together and have agreed to unify their countries into one country. If you show me that, then I could say, yes, little horn is coming next. But if you can't, then he's not. Before whom three of the first horns were plucked out by the roots. Again, in Daniel 8, we see there's the northern. He plucks out the west, south, and east. And there in this horn were eyes like the eyes of a man and mouth speaking pompous words. And on and on. Okay? So that is Daniel 7. And if we view it in the context of Revelation 13 and in the fact that uh, yes, these four winds blowing on the great sea is not are not random phrases, and they can't be assigned to history, ancient history, certainly not even modern history. We can't say the four uh, winds blowing were 400 years ago or 100 years ago. Forget 2,000 or 3,000. They can't even be 100 because it's all the time of the end. The time of the end wasn't 2,000 years long. It's not 100 years long. It's not... The U.S. and Great Britain. Or Nazi Germany. That's all in the past. None of these... Okay, these are all end time stuff. The four winds say so, right? They're all there together. They're all there together. It's not one, then one dies, and the other one dies, and the other one dies. It's they come up in order, but then they all get together. That's, that's what the scripture says. So as long as we keep that in mind, and keep that in order, and keep that in... Um, just rightly dividing, you know, yep, that's what it says, yep, that's what it said, first this one came up, and then the second that came up, and the third that came up, and they all get together, and that's what agrees, Revelation, and Daniel, and all the prophets, and the words of Jesus, and everything agrees, then that's the truth. So in that, in that, that's the short and sweet version of why Daniel 7 uh, is... All the end times. Not so somewhat of the end times, not just a little horn. I I really I'm coming to get annoyed at that whole um, method of interpretation. Um, I don't care what chapter you're talking about, whether it's Daniel seven, Daniel eight, eleven, all of that. It's pretty simple. It's very simple. It's so simple. It's just like a child reading a story. Yep, that, and that, and that, and that. It's not ancient history over here, and then, unless there's a reason to do that. But it says the four winds are blowing, so that's the end. All right, that's it, guys. Love you much. Do we have any questions uh, that we want to address before we leave the air tonight? If not, that is fine. By the way, we are brought to you by your offerings. This is not free to do, but if you have been blessed by this and have been taught anything or been witnessed to by the Holy Spirit, please support us. Go to unsealedpodcast.com and uh, if you can give $10 a month towards this effort, that would be huge. We'd love you to do that um, or in any way that you're led. So thank you, my friends. Uh, love you so much. Until next time, this is Pastor Christopher Manti here with Wings of the Eagle and the program that we love to call unsealed and the lord is coming soon but not before things get rough so don't get 
Throw for a loop. Don't get confused by how are we going to run with the horses if we get confused by things like elections. Don't worry about it. Just stick with Jesus. Go where he leads. Don't worry about offending. Just stick with the word of God and the Holy Spirit. And then we're going to do what we need to do. And even though times are tough and we're going to have to lay down our lives, we're going to say, you know what, Lord? So be it. Maranatha. And that's what we say here. Maranatha, Lord. Until next time. To hear previous episodes, to obtain resources, and to support this ministry, visit unsealedpodcast.com. Because of the increase of wickedness, the love of most will grow cold. But he who stands firm to the end will be saved.